Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. I do not think your body needs a juice cleanse. I don't think your digestive system needs to reset with a 10-day fast every quarter. And I say this as someone who has done a juice cleanse and I have fasted and though I'm not even Catholic, I used to sacrifice or give things up for Lent. When my ex-in-laws found out that I wasn't Catholic, even though they had heard me talk about giving up sweets or alcohol for years, they were gobsmacked and slightly confused. Why did I participate in self-deprivation if not for religious reasons? Why was I a fake Catholic? And here's why. I find value in giving something up. Not as a punishment, but to get my mind right. Well, there's a missed opportunity there of doing the cool hand Luke prison guard twang, but I'll let it go. (laughs) Spending time away from something can do two things. It can either make you realize that this is not something that you want in your life, it might be negatively affecting you, or it might really bring more gratitude toward this thing and it might make you focus more on this thing that you have temporarily detoxed from your life. It's just this way of what I would call waking up to your behavior. You get to use the detox time to ask yourself, do I even want to be doing these things? In this episode, I'm going to invite you to participate in a detox. Here's what I noticed getting in the way of love. Verbal harm. Verbal harm in the form of criticism, complaining, and gossip. These three things are very sneaky and they cause this block or shield to fully stepping into really amazing love. There's this screening that a lot of teachers use to ask us if we need to even be speaking, and you'll see something similar in every elementary school, but I like the meditation guru Scott Schwenk's title of The Gatekeepers of Right Speech. Is it kind? Is it true? Is it beneficial or necessary? And is it the right time and place? Before you speak or write, ask yourself, is this kind? And I don't mean nice or people-pleasing. This is not about trying to fawn and keep the peace. This is a question that you're asking yourself before you speak. Will my words cause harm or injury to someone? Speaking from kindness means that you speak from a place of goodwill, even if the conversation needs to have assertive words or is a difficult topic. From kindness. Is it true? When you speak, know when you're using objective language and when you're using subjective language. 
This takes a little bit of accepting that no matter how correct or just you feel you are, there are some things that you cannot know as absolute truths. For example, you cannot know how someone is feeling about someone. So let's say, for example, that you feel like someone is pulling away from you and you say to them, you're bored with me now. This is not objectively true. And is it telling someone else how they feel? You might be right, but you don't want to tell someone how they are feeling and speak it like it's a hard fact. So your words will need to reflect the absolute truth. When you say your schedule is packed for two weeks, I feel that you're losing interest in me. You're saying the same thing, but you're saying it in truth. These are the facts that you know to be true and the reaction that they've caused in you. When I'm coaching people and I ask them, is that true? They very often say, yes, it's true, right? Because they really wanna hold on to either their anger or the victimhood. And they don't really wanna acknowledge that they're guessing or possibly projecting. But speaking from a place that gets to the truth is how you're gonna communicate effectively. All right, so the next thing is, is it beneficial or necessary? There's this funny gif going around that says, just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it. And I really resonate with this one because I am a recovering person who feels like if it comes into my consciousness, it must be said. One of the things that really helped me sort of stand down from this is being on this panel of speakers in this conscious relationship clubhouse room. And there are seven or eight other speakers. And there are times when I have something to say and I'm chomping at the bit to get to it. But it's not really beneficial. It doesn't make it past the gatekeeper of is it beneficial to the conversation. Sometimes it's just something that I wanted to say, but the natural flow of the conversation moved on and it's not really necessary for me to say it anymore. And with practice, letting go of the need to say everything that comes into your mind is more satisfying than rushing in to say everything. In romantic relationship, ask yourself if what you want to say is necessary. Is it on topic? Does it contribute or dilute to the conversation? It doesn't mean that you'll never be able to say it. It just stops you from bringing in too much. This is the gatekeeper that stops you from bringing up past in the conversation. Like it's never beneficial or necessary to throw in past hurt into every single conversation. Starting sentences with you never, you always is a very effective way to put someone else on the defensive and to have them immediately stopped connecting to you. Ask yourself, how does the thing you want to say benefit the relationship? It may benefit you when you want to offload some anger or frustration. You can use other methods to discharge frustration and anger and stick to saying only what benefits the couple. And then lastly, is it the right time and place? Someone's birthday, when your partner or you just walks in the door from work, when both of you are drinking, at your kid's b-ball game. These are all sort of poor choices in time and place. This one has stopped me from bringing up hurt or hard things in the past, so be careful. It doesn't always have to be the perfect time or place. If you wait for that, you will never say the thing. Someone will always be stressed or busy or not feeling well. Honoring other people's boundaries around time, emotion, energy, while also honoring your own need to speak can be a little bit tricky. To get past that trickiness, 
you'll need to stop being on an island of decision-making authority and start asking the other person, I have something on my heart. Can you let me know a time and place when we can have about an hour or so to discuss this? Get your needs met. You're just not going to do it on the way to the ER. Back to the detox. So my ask of you is for one week, give up all forms of criticism. Don't worry about seeing what's under or deeper this week. Just give it up. This means criticizing strangers, your lover, and most of all yourself. When your inner critic starts in, simply remind yourself that for one week, we will not be criticizing. If you want to stop bringing stuff up with your love and having it come out so critical, heal this in yourself first. Stop beating yourself up over everything and over nothing. Coming down hard on yourself is a very huge block to confidence. No matter how you look from the outside, if you are constantly or even occasionally criticizing yourself, you're doing damage to your self-esteem. There's a difference between seeking growth and change and beating yourself up. And the difference is, are you treating yourself with love when you notice behavior that you want to change? Criticism and love block each other out. Choose love. Instill a ban on criticism this week and see how often you catch yourself doing this. Maybe keep a small notebook or a memo on your phone. It's like when you don't realize how many times you swear until you get to take your kids to Disney just from the cash in the swear jar. And sorry, jokey people, but the ban includes self-effacing humor. Making yourself the butt of your own jokes is criticism disguised as humor. You can be funny without injuring yourself this week. Complaining. This one is so pervasive because it's often how we bond with others in society. Ugh, the service here, am I right? You say things like, women or my woman never give enough sex. My man is never doing anything without being reminded three times. And then our friends and coworkers see that we're genuine and keeping it real. We have been taught that complaining makes us likable, but the opposite is true. There was a study done that showed when someone complains about someone else, the listener remembered the complaint later as tied to the person who was complaining. So for example, if I said something simple, I can't stand it when my boyfriend presses snooze for an hour before he gets out of bed. Much later, the person I complained to would remember that I press snooze. See how much a one-week ban on complaining does for you. It may surprise you. And the third form of verbal harm is gossip, another culturally acceptable form of bonding. I've been unwelcome in a group because I have tried to change the subject at a table full of gossiping people, and when they just carried on gossiping, I excused myself and went to sit somewhere else. Gossiping just feels to me like knocking on the door of disconnecting with other humans. Years ago, I was seeing someone who traveled a lot, and we had a lot of fun together. We had been dating a couple of months, and he was in this airport, and he texted me, I wish you were here. We would have so much fun watching and mocking people in the whole airport. And I thought, I've never felt so unknown. And I wrote something back to him like, I would love to people watch with you, but I most certainly would not enjoy doing it in a mean-spirited fashion. Gossiping is a conversation that has to be kept secret, too. And anything that has to be kept a secret is really not good for your soul. There's a balance between gossiping and getting support from someone about a third person. You may ask your brother what to do about your partner's sadness. That is not gossip. That is getting support. 
So what will detox from verbal harm bring you? You will notice a shift away from focusing on what you don't want. When we criticize and complain and gossip, we keep ourselves in a very low state. And this will bring you more of the same. It keeps you low. When you give it up, you feel lighter. You feel lighter in attitude and in body. The detox also brings discovery. Maybe you had no idea you were so critical. And you can stop and ask yourself, why am I so critical? What is the criticism asking? What are you needing that you're not getting enough of? And can you get that need met from yourself or from others? Maybe criticizing was just a habit that was masking this need. And when you detox, you see it there, you bend down, you pick it up, and you tend to it. When you practice verbal harmlessness, your voice gets stronger, your confidence grows, and a really cool thing happens. People show up who are capable of upgraded conversations. I saw this in my life. The quality of conversations improve. You come away from conversations feeling enlivened and tickled, raised up. Detoxing these three is a great gift to give yourself and others, and I hope that you do. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.